explicaciones a ti. Yo no te debo, chico. Yo hago con mi cuerpo lo que me dé la gana y tus prejuicios me los paso por la raja. Latinas en cuarentena una vez más con el episodio número 15. 15 slash 2. De la segunda temporada, exactamente. <risa> y hoy venimos hablando de las amistades tóxicas. Today we're going to talk about toxic friendships. Mm -hmm. Something that hopefully, you know, we don't have too, too much experience with, but we definitely know that they exist. Definitivamente. Bueno, yo sí tengo bastante experiencia con mm -hmm. amistades tóxicas. A I mí, mean, no es que sea lo más que tengo. Creo uh -huh. que son menos los amigos que tengo tóxicos que los que más. Pero sí hay algunos que otros por ahí que son medio tóxicos. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Hoy venimos hablando de, de eso. So, what's your definition of a toxic friendship? Bueno, existen diferentes tipos de personas y por ende existen diferentes tipos de, de amistades tóxicas. Pero bueno, solamente por citar algunos ejemplos. Yo creo, por ejemplo, la gente que son celosos que son envidiosos, la gente que está con, constantemente en competencia con el amigo o comparándose a niveles sociales o estatus económicos o la gente que está siempre mirando cuáles son tus fallos o tus triunfos para entonces ellos más o menos me dice la gente que eh, también te busca cuando te necesita pero fuera de eso tú más nunca oyes hablar de ellos. Así, no hay diferentes tipos de personas y por supuesto hay diferentes tipos de relaciones y de amistades. Pero sí, eso es una lista más o menos ahí de lo que yo creo que son, tú sabes, amistades, amistades tóxicas, amistades mm -hmm. que no son reales y genuinas. Yeah. ¿Cuál es tu definición de amistad tóxica? It's not that different. I think envy in a friendship is a really big sign that something is toxic or needs to be looked at. I think that in your life, everything works in ebbs and flows, and there are going to be times where people need you more, and there are going to be times when you need people more. That's just how life is. That's how it should be. But I think if there are people who are only reaching out when they need things but are not making the same kind of effort when they're fine, when they're not in crisis, or if you find just relationships that feel a lot more one-sided, I would describe that as toxic too, among other things. Definitivamente. ¿Tú alguna vez has visto en esa situación? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to toxic friendships, I can think of a few people that I've distanced myself from and ideas that I've always had since I was really, really young about who I want to surround myself with and who I don't. But I have like one heartbreaking example, I would say, of a toxic friendship that... I eventually had to let go of who, you know, was someone that I considered a sister. En el caso de ustedes, ¿por mm -hmm. qué rompieron? We used to butt heads a lot. I have a strong personality, but I had unapologetic, I guess, personality when I was younger. And so whatever stubbornness I still may have, I had, like, to the 10th power when I was younger. And she was a difficult person to be around for most people. She was very blunt, had her own way of looking at things that, at least with me, didn't really align. We would bicker a lot or like there would be some tension. But I feel like I always felt protective of her too 
because she just grew up in a family that didn't really look out for her the way that mine did, at least. So sure. she was spending for herself a lot younger than she needed to, right? Sure. So I think because I was aware of that and I knew that that was different from my situation in the ways that it was for her anyway, I was a little bit more graceful and I would let things roll off my back a little bit more. It's like, well, she has to be like that. She has to be like that. But she had really selfish tendencies for sure. And um, anytime there was like a guy in her life, that was it. Not in terms of attention. Like, yeah, we were friends. We would all hang out or whatever. But like her personality and who she was really depended on who she was dating. Yeah. So independent of a partner or someone that she's dating, she was one person. But every time she was with someone new, it was like she took on their personality traits and she took on their interests and their likes. And in my opinion, she was really a terrible picker. (laughs) (laughs) So I met lots of phases of habits and things that I didn't like that I was vocal about. I think there was always a lot of tension around that kind of stuff and things that I would notice um, when she was in a relationship. But the sort of deal breaker for me, I guess, began when I was totally heartbroken. It was like my first real queer relationship. So I think it was like my first real deep, genuine love. And I ended up having to end that relationship kind of abruptly. I wasn't prepared to because of some stuff that had happened. And yeah, I was just like really, really sad. Real, real, real sad. And of course, I reached out to my best friends to tell them. And at the time, she was one of them. And she was just really nowhere to be found for like months. Like she was in a relationship and she knew what happened and she didn't bother to like check in or see how I was doing or try to make an effort to just be with me, you know, which was particularly insulting because every time she even got into a fight with the people that she was with, I was like there for her. Right there. Like yeah. right there. Whether it was dumb, whether it was insignificant, whether, you know, in the back of my head I was like, well, this person really wasn't good for you anyway. Yeah. So it was for the best. Still I was there for her always, always, always. I mean, I can remember nights where when I was in college and I used to bartend, I used to end my shift at like 2. I'd have to be up in the morning by 6, 6.30 to get to class. And I'd go to school all day and then bartend at night again. And her calling me hysterically. And it was like 2.30 in the morning and driving all the way to Jersey City. It was like an hour away to pick her up and then bring her all the way back, you know, Whoa. just so she didn't have to spend the night by herself. Stuff like that that I was always willing and happy to do just because she was like my sister and I would do that for anyone that I really loved. But the deal breaking moment for me was she started seeing someone who was homophobic Mm. and um, a guy who I met who off the bat, I did not like, he was like your typical douchebag frat boy idiot. To be honest, he was annoying from the beginning She discloses to me that he has a younger sister who's gay and that he's very against it and that he's been really vocal about his feelings and he's homophobic and, you know, it's a lifestyle he doesn't agree with and this and that. So she's like, I don't know what to do. I have all these feelings for him, but, you know, like my mom is queer. Some of my best friends are gay and I just don't know what to do now because how can I be with someone who thinks like that? 
So, of course, I think, like, yeah, it's true. No brainer. How can you be with someone like that? You can't. Uh, but she stays with him. She just stays with him. And now that she stays with him, she's, like, more and more in love with him. So that was hard for me to swallow. But I'm like, okay, well, this is someone she's serious about. Let me make another attempt, right? Let me try. So I organized this big game night at my house. And I'm thinking, what could go wrong? Like, <laughs> you know, there's games, there's drinks. Everyone should be in a good mood. Maybe this will be an opportunity for me to see him in a different light. And I can find something that I like about him to make it a little easier to be around him. Because that was the other thing, too. Anytime we hung out, she wanted to bring him along. And it was oh. always like, ugh. One, no. But two, even more so with him because he sucks. Claro. So I invite him over. Another friend that I had there was gay. And my ex was there. So obviously, like, we're gay, right? And that friend just happens to be venting about how he's having problems with his mom because his mom is homophobic. And instead of just shutting the fuck up like any normal person would do and minding his business, knowing whose home he's in, he decides to make it a point to share with the whole group how he's against it too, that he doesn't agree with the lifestyle, this and that, 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 whatever, right? So, of course, I'm like floored. I can't believe that he's taking this moment to not shut the fuck up and like really thinking that it's his place and right to share those things. And... You know, my friend didn't stick up for me. She didn't put him in his place. She didn't shut him up. She didn't say, like, anything. I went upstairs because I needed to be away from them to keep myself from, like, saying something that I was going to regret. It took her a really long time before she came up to check in on me. And even then, she came up very defensively. It was like, hey, is anything wrong? And I'm like, of course something's wrong. Were you not just downstairs? And then immediately she came to his offense. No, he just thinks a different way. He's not homophobic. He's just a little more conservative. So she ended up leaving. And in any follow-up conversations that we tried to have, she just kept defending this man who actually she eventually married. And I think possibly divorced by now. I'm not sure because she's not in my life. But um, it was never like, I'm sorry that he said that. I'm sorry that he made you feel uncomfortable in your own home after you really organize this whole thing just for him, just to get to know him. I'm sorry that it got to that place and he feels differently and it's something that we're trying to figure out. That really made me see, like, wow, this is above and beyond just, like, I mold into who my boyfriend is. It's, like, where are your values, you know? Where are your values and where's your genuine love for me? I'm not saying that she had to leave him. I wasn't asking her to do that. I was just really asking for her to admit, damn, that was a shitty situation. And like, I'm sorry for bringing that into your home. And we're going to have to figure out, me and him, something so that that never happens again. And all she could do was just defend him. So at that point, I had to end a relationship that was super, super important to me. And a lot of people have questioned me and I think judged me for that a little bit and been like, but don't you think at this point, like you can let it go or whatever. And the truth is, I don't want to, you know, I loved her and that was genuine, but I don't want someone like that in my life. Pero a ver, en ese caso, tú crees ese tipo de relación, yo creo que es relación obviamente tóxica, pero también yo diría que es como el tipo de relación de que ella era genuina contigo mientras que no hubiera otra persona en el ambiente, en su vida, ¿no? 
era un tipo de amiga de las que son solamente amigas cuando están solteras, pero una vez que encuentran pareja, ya, la pareja toma prioridad y todo lo que es la pareja es número uno. Y lo demás, sí, eso, that sucks. Yo tengo... I didn't even say that as much. It wasn't that, like, her friends disappeared because she was in a relationship. It's that she disappeared in those relationships. Por supuesto. No, yo creo que una pareja no debe influenciar en la forma en la que tú actúas con el mundo exterior, tu familia, sobre todo, y la gente que tú quieres. Mm. Lo que más me sucede a mí con las amistades es la envidia. Vaya, yo tengo dos mejores amigas que son mis mejores amigas de toda la vida, que son mis hermanas, que con ellas yo no he tenido ningún tipo de ese tipo de situación, ¿no? Mm -hmm. Pero a mí me sucede mucho que personas que yo creo que son mis amigos, mm -hmm. al final me muestran en cierto momento, ¿no? Una beta de, de envidia, de celo. Tengo uno en particular que yo lo clasificaría como envidioso. Mm -hmm. Like, envidioso, pero ya a un nivel que tú te das cuenta de que es envidia. Tú sabes que hay gente que pueden sentir celos, hay gente que hacen o dicen cosas que tú dices, coño, esto está un poquito shady, pero bueno, whatever. Uh -huh. Pero tú sabes cuando una gente, sus acciones claramente te describen, sus acciones proyectan lo que sienten. Yeah. Esa es esa persona. Él me tiene envidia. Aunque yo creo que él, en general, es envidioso. Uh -huh. Porque yo lo he escuchado referirse a otros amigos de nosotros o a otras personas, y en la forma en la que se refiere, yo pienso, coño, esto es lo que tiene celo, envidia. Uh -huh. Él es una persona envidiosa en general. Es una persona que siempre se está midiendo, con, siempre está midiéndose él mismo con, las, con los demás. En términos competitivos, o él, qué es lo que el otro tiene que a mí me falta, o qué es lo que yo me, a mí me, me sobra que el otro no tiene. Cosas así. Él siempre está comparándose y midiéndose con la gente. Y sobre todo criticando a la gente, incluso gente que es mucho mejor que él, que está mejor que él, uh -huh. pero él busca una manera de siempre encontrarle un defecto a alguien. Right. Especialmente cuando son cosas de proyectos personales, profesionales, él siempre busca una manera de tratar de, eh, como digo yo, quitarle la luz o el brillo a las cosas que, que, que obtienen y hacen los demás. Porque, y en, para mí eso se debe a, a, al hecho de que está en el fondo frustrado. Él no, tú hablas con él y él es la persona más feliz del mundo, él es la persona más positiva del mundo, él es la persona uh -huh. que mejor está económicamente, mind you, dice freeloader, uh -huh. que todo lo que puede coger... <risa> es es el, el mayor de todos mis amigos, el más freeloader que hay. Te estoy diciendo, yo tengo uno que es súper cheap, que es el, la, 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 lo más cheap que he visto en la vida, pero no es freeloader. Uh -huh. Este... Que dice que está bien, que esto, que el otro, que siempre. Él está mejor que nadie. Pero tú lo ves, el que es la oportunidad que tiene es freeloading. Él nada más se dieta cuando la comida, cuando la comida la tiene que pagar. Sí, cuando él tiene que pagar por comida, no estoy a dieta. Pero cuando la comida es gratis, no, se lo olvida la dieta, se lo olvida todo. Entonces, yo digo, coño, este tipo de amistad es, es decepcionante. Porque lo mismo que te pasó a ti, son personas con las que tú compartes momentos buenos momentos regulares, y si estás en un momento en baja, tú dices, oye, pues vamos a, vamos a vernos, vamos a hablar, vamos a deshogarnos, qué sé yo. Pero tú no esperas que lo que tú le estás diciendo, esa persona lo está recepcionando para compararse contigo. Uh -huh. ¿Entiendes? Por lo menos en mi caso no es así. Y cuando veo las acciones que está haciendo, yo digo, coño, esta persona todo el tiempo, todas las cosas que yo le he dicho, si estoy en baja, lo va a usar para sentirse bien sobre él mismo. Uh -huh. Y si estoy en alza, lo va a usar como, coño, estás mejor que yo, me va a envidiar. Entonces ese tipo de gente es peligrosa. Por ejemplo, yo estoy haciendo algo, cualquier cosa, que sea bueno, 
Y tú no ves que él me manda un mensaje para decir, como amigo, como hago yo con mis amigos. Uh -huh. Oye, qué bueno esto que estás haciendo, qué bien, me alegro, coño, nice. O ahí para apoyar, ¿no? Sin embargo, yo voy a un lugar y es el primero en vender. Oye, yo estuve ahí. Oye, yo hice esto. Y yo me quedo, like, coño, ahora mismo, no sé, con el mismo podcast. Yo, gente que, que no son ni amigos míos tan cercanos, uh -huh. me han dicho, oye, te he escuchado un par de capítulos de tu podcast, qué bueno, que esto, que lo otro, tú y tu novia, yo, qué bien, para ahí te, te muestran el apoyo, te muestran la, que están felices uh -huh. por ti y por las cosas que tú creas. Sin embargo, esta persona, ellos están seguros de que ellos no mencionan el podcast, por uh -huh. ejemplo. O te, te, como te digo, podcast te digo... Si no acknowledge something, it's, it's almost a way of like downplaying it. Like, exactam oh, exactamente. Yeah. Cuando tú tratas de ignorar una cosa, es como tratar de quitarle importancia, right. tratar de quitarle brillo, tratar de quitarle, eh, como digo yo, luz, ¿no? Y, y eso, uh, eso es, es bastante, como te dije, decepcionante. Y a mí me ha pasado en varias ocasiones, no, no es la primera persona con la que yo... Me he tenido una amistad que en algún momento ¿no? se ha convertido como en una dinámica de envidia, ¿entiendes? Porque no es que yo sea la mejor en nada, pero yo, yo trato, ¿sabes? Con el tiempo, con los años siempre de progresar. No todas las personas son así. Yeah. Y entonces lo que sucede es que a medida que ven tu progreso, se van sintiendo mal. No porque tú estés progresando y ellos no, sino porque ellos dicen, coño, yo con los mismos recursos... Sin embargo, no he llegado a donde ha llegado esta persona. ¿Entiendes? Es como que tú les recuerdas a ellos lo incompetente que son con ellos mismos. ¿Entiendes? En, en mi caso, pienso yo que la envidia en parte es así, ¿no? Es mi opinión personal. La envidia yo creo que no es... La persona no te envidia por lo que tú hayas logrado tanto, no es tanto por eso, sino porque tú les recuerdas a ellos el tiempo que han perdido comiendo mierda. ¿Entiendes? Y, y, y que lo has usado tú para tu crecimiento personal o profesional o en lo que tú, tú elijas. Y yo soy de ese tipo de persona. Malo que bueno, con los años yo siempre logro crecer un poquito más, right Ser un poquito mejor. Y hay gente que yo conozco que están en la misma, ¿entiendes? Yeah. Y, y no crecen, no se desarrollan en más nada y después cuando te ven a ti cogiendo otro camino, you ¿no? Know? se empiezan a sentir mal y empiezan a, ¿sabes? A ver este tipo de betas, ¿no? De vestigios de mala vibra, de envidia, de celo. Yeah. I think envy in a friendship is probably one of the most dangerous things. Sí, I think supuesto. I have, personally, a really, really low tolerance level for envy. Everyone has been jealous in their life, right? It's, I think it's normal. And it's not necessarily the feeling that's bad. It's what you do with that feeling. Because we're always going to have feelings that come out of nowhere that we don't know where they came from. But it's about not taking that and rolling with it, mm -hmm. especially if you know that it's wrong. Exactamente. And in a friendship mm -hmm. or family or, you know, people that are close to you, if you notice that you're feeling something that you know you shouldn't be feeling for someone that you love or that you care about, you need to check yourself and be like, why am I feeling this way? Where is it coming from? Okay, let me make sure that I'm not acting From that place because that is actually about me mm -hmm. not that other person and I shouldn't be putting that onto another person you know so someone who's not capable of doing that mm -hmm. who can only act from that place mm -hmm. I mean it's already obviously shows serious severe insecurities mm -hmm. all over the place Seguro. that that person has 
But if they're not, if they don't have that next step, that next thing of like realizing what's happening and doing something about it, if it's always like, okay, mm. so I'm always going to act from this place. I'm always going to be comparing myself to you. I'm always going to be trying to prove that I'm better or I'm at least equal. Mm. And if I can't compete with you in something, then I'm just going to completely ignore you and act like it's, mm. then, you know, then something's fucking wrong with you. Like exactly. that's, well, that's not someone that I personally would put any investment into because no, how, how can you trust? No, you know? uno, uno le saca el pie porque además uno con el tiempo también es lo que te digo. Uno se enfoca en lo de uno. Uno hace su vida. Ahora yo yeah. estoy en otra etapa, en otra cosa y quiero, tú sabes, tengo otros proyectos en mente que son mi prioridad. Uno, por supuesto, sin sacarle el pie, hubiera igual sido igual. ¿no? Por, simplemente por el hecho de que uno en la vida coge su camino. Right. Pero igual, esas acciones te, 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 a mí por lo menos me enseñan que no, a ti de lejito, ¿entiendes? Como dicen los americanos, arms rich, ¿no? De, sí, de lejito. A, a, exacto. A ti de lejito. Porque me doy cuenta que son personas envidiosas. Yo, como te digo, he visto vestigios de envidia en él con otras cosas. Uh -huh. Pero a mí personalmente nunca. Pero últimamente... Mm, Wow, ok. Y yo antes te lo decía, yo antes, ¿sabes? Al principio yo te decía, oye, tú sabes que yo estoy creyendo esto. Tú me decías, no, que esto Hasta que tú misma, que a medida que has estado más envuelta en su alrededor y has visto sí. el dimino y la forma, tú misma te has dado cuenta que es así. No es idea mía, es que es así. Well, y... Some people are just like really, really obvious to. Sí, no, know. claro. Sí, hay gente que no lo puede, no, no lo pueden, no lo pueden esconder. So, what do you do when you realize that? there are toxic people in your life that you genuinely care about, right? Not someone that's around and you realize and it's easy to let them go. But when you realize that there are people that you care about who are toxic, what do you do? It's like an open question. Para mí, a mí no me es difícil separarme de la gente cuando ya yo realizo que algo es como es. A mí no me es difícil. By the time, yo le doy a la gente oportunidad y oportunidad. Y esto me sucede mucho en... En, en otras amistades me ha pasado, en relaciones me ha pasado. Yo le doy a la gente oportunidad, oportunidad, oportunidad. Y ya, by the time, I'm sure that tú eres de una manera y no vas a cambiar. Y, por supuesto, la manera en la que tú eres no corta con la manera en la que yo soy. Ya, a mí me es muy fácil soltar. Pero para eso tengo que estar ready. Eso no mm. es una cosa que es de un día para otro. Eso... Pasa con los años, a medida, también a medida que van pasando los años, la gente va enseñando sus colores verdaderos. So ya, by the time que ya me terminan de enseñar sus colores verdaderos, ya yo estoy hasta aquí. Yeah. So ya, yo cojo mi camino. Yo no me peleo tampoco de la gente, ni grito. Yo lo que cojo mi camino y ya. Eso me ha pasado en muchas en mucha amistades, muchas relaciones. Yo tuve una amiga también que nosotros tuvimos como una aventura, qué sé yo, y su amistad también se convirtió en tóxica porque su amistad no era amistad, uh -huh. era interés por mí disfrazado de amistad. Uh -huh. Y entonces hacía cosas de, de una mujer que es lo que está expuesta para ti. Yo eso no lo encuentro como genuino y también cogí mi camino. Ya, ya para el tiempo en el que ella me enseñó quién era de verdad, ya yo estaba, oye, ya. Y un día ya no hablamos más. I'm confrontational, I'm more confrontational. So... If you're someone that I care about, right? Uh, and me me I notice things that I'm really not liking. I'm, I'd rather address it head on. And I feel like if it doesn't change and time passes and it really doesn't change, then that's when I get to a point where I might need to let go. 
because before I get to that point, I feel like I'm pretty careful too about the people that I really, really let in. I think I'm really open to listening to everybody and I will share openly about enough things. But when it comes to really letting you in, like I genuinely have to trust you and that for me happens in circles, you know? So I have like my really, really tight, tight, close-knit people that like I trust with my life. Gee. I have sort of like an outer ring of people that I'm very close to still that I consider good friends. And then everyone else is like, we're cordial or we may know things or, you know, mm-hmm. we might have exchanges and beautiful moments, but they I haven't seen enough necessarily to like fully trust and let you in in that way you know and then there's some people you just know from the get like oh they might be fun to be around and that's cool but like you said I'm gonna always keep them at arm's length because when it comes to that trust thing I don't know the trust is big for me you know and I feel like people that are always talking about about other people Mm -hmm. for example I would be stupid to feel like you're not also doing the same about me (laughs) I'm not so special that you talk about everybody in your life but I'm the only person that you don't talk about you're that kind of person cool and also you can be sure that we will never be closed because I'm not going to trust you because I feel like that you're that kind of person or in the example that you just shared if I see someone that's really really gentlest or envious even if I'm not necessarily seeing it with me I'm not going to believe that I'm just the only one that you're not like that with. No, pero that's not a veces, something I want to be No, pero a veces también hay gente que son, en, en mi caso, no era que yo no lo veía, sino que como that nosotros estábamos al mismo nivel. Like, oh, I wouldn't have done that like you did. But I'm just saying, claro. in general, when I see things like that, they're like red flags. Sí, pero en aquel momento, como él y yo estábamos en el mismo nivel, yo no lo veía como algo así. Mm. Hasta que ya la gente percibe por alguna razón que yo desconozco que tú estás mejor que ellos, que mm. tú estás en una, una mejor situación que ellos y ya empiezan a, a sentirse de una manera. Porque también están esos amigos que son amigos tuyos. En, hay gente que dice, no, los amigos buenos se conocen en las malas nada más. Eso es mentira. Eso es un estereotipo que es mentira. Hay gente que está contigo en las malas porque el verte a ti en las malas los hace sentirse mejor sobre ellos mismos. Mm. Y entonces cuando tú estás en buena desaparecen de al lado tuyo, te cogen envidia y hacen así y se quitan y tú más nunca, coño, fulano no se alegra por mi, por mi, por mi progreso, no se alegra por mi suceso, no se alegra por las cosas buenas que yo estoy logrando. Son gente que nada más tú los, que tú nada más los encuentras around cuando tú estás en mala. Quiere que te ayude, quiere que, porque el verte a ti mal, eso lo upliftan, porque se sienten mejor. Pero cuando tú estás igual o mejor que ellos, ya, hay, hay problemas, porque también yo he conocido gente así. Cuando tú estás en las malas, es que, ay, porque se hacen los que se disfrazan de, de te voy a, soy, yo soy tu salvador. Mm. Pero entonces cuando tú empiezas a desarrollarte y a coger alas y a coger fuerza y a pararte por tus propios pies, ya eso les molesta, ya eso le, mm. le, 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 you rub them in the wrong way, ¿entiendes? Mm. Hay gente así también. Y tam- eso es tóxico también y, y peligroso. Yeah, and then I guess on the flip side, I know we've had this conversation before and I noticed you trying to slip it in conversation. <laughs> a little bit earlier. Just whether friends that may like you can really be considered real friends oh, and genuine yeah. friends. <laughs> no, I did slip um, it in, pero en mi caso. No, en ese no me estaba refiriendo a ti, pero bueno, okay, sí. Yeah, and I think this is a point where we really disagree. Because I feel like, ideally, the situation is that 
your friends are always being honest with you, as honest as they possibly can be. And that if it gets to a point where somebody develops feelings for you, or even more so if it starts as something where they're really attracted to you in a non-platonic way or something like that, that that's just something that you sort of get out of the way in the beginning. Because then you'll have a definite like, oh, yes, great, we can pursue this avenue or not and keep it moving. But my understanding of whether friendships like that can be genuine or not really is more based and rooted in actions. So I have had people who I've been really close to for, you know, certain amounts of time. And then when it comes up that they're interested and I don't feel the same way, they kind of fade away and disappear. And to me, I... You know, it might be like, damn, that sucks. But I appreciate it because then I can see very clearly, like, your main primary intention was hoping that something was going to happen. And once you realized that wasn't going to, you went away. Now, there are folks where we've had that conversation and they haven't went away. We may have had to take some space because things were a little awkward to reconfigure and figure out how we were going to move on and continue. Mm -hmm. But they've stayed solid. And then there are other people who have never, ever told me anything and have just been good friends. They've just been there for me when I've needed them. I've been there for them when they've needed me. You know, we've supported each other. We've held each other up. We've shared things that were really deep and personal and some experiences with each other that, you know, really make you feel like, damn, this person has my back or I have them. Or like, there's a certain love for people that have never told me anything. And with some of those people, it's been an issue in my relationships, because people are like, no, that person's not really your friend because they probably feel like this about you. And for me, I feel like I don't care. Whether it's true or not, I won't know that that's true until that person says that to me. But let's say it got to the point where that person does say that to me. What I care more about is like, you not crossing my boundaries, you not disrespecting me, like we talked about in the jealousy episode, you know? And you showing me that you're going to be there for me, regardless of what little phases you might be going through. Because I think as people, we're complex too. I mean, like I was saying before, but like when it comes to feelings, you might start a friendship with someone and then end up catching really serious feelings for them. But that doesn't mean that it's not a love or there's not a real love there, you know, and that you're not capable of putting that aside if you realize that's not what it's about, and still genuinely loving and caring for that person. It also doesn't mean that things don't happen for a little bit. Sometimes you have feelings for someone, and then that shit goes away, and that's gone. It's done. It was just in that moment and stuff like that. And I know that you know we've got into it a little bit because you feel like, no, absolutely not. If somebody has a crush on you or has feelings for you, there's no way that they can be a genuine friend to you because... There's always going to be an ulterior motive of if I had the chance and or when I have the chance. That's what I really want. En mi opinión personal, no es solamente ni siquiera eso. Es la transparencia. Si tú eres amigo con alguien, especialmente amigos de años, right? Se supone que tú y esa persona tienen una conexión. Y se supone que con esa persona tú puedas hablar a un cierto nivel que eh, requiere un poco más de confianza. 
So, si ustedes tienen la confianza y tienen la conexión y el clic porque son un amigo, para hablar, ¿por qué no decirle a la persona lo que tú realmente sientes por ella o por él? Uh -huh. Es ahí donde yo no, siento, o for them, exacto. Uh -huh. Es ahí donde yo siento que la falta de transparencia hace que la amistad no sea tan genuina. Porque, ¿por qué esconderlo? Si es, vamos a suponer que sea una cosa platónica. Que tú sientas algo por ello, pero que tú sepas que nunca va a pasar nada, porque no se puede, porque la persona está comprometida, porque tiene novio, o porque tú no le interesa por lo que sea. Uh -huh. Pero ¿por qué esconderlo? ¿Por qué esconderlo? Se, se supone que no es malo, es simplemente que un sentimiento se te desarrolló y se lo quieres expresar a tu amigo. Porque además, tú conociendo a la persona como la conoces, tú sabes que esa persona no te va a dejar de hablar, tú sabes que esa persona no te va a juzgar, tú sabes que esa persona no se va a alejar de ti. Entonces, ¿por qué no ser claro? ¿Por qué no ser honesto? Y es ahí. Pero es que ese es el problema. Es ahí donde yo no encuentro la falta de transparencia en cualquier tipo de relación, en cualquier tipo de cosa humana. La falta de transparencia para mí es shady. Si tú vas a hacer un negocio, tienes que ser transparente. Si tú vas a tratar con cualquier ser humano, tus hijos, tus padres, tu familia, tus amigos, tu novia, tienes que ser transparente. En el momento que una persona está escogiendo esconder algo y pretender como que nada está sucediendo, vamos a seguir la amistad normal porque yo, para mí eso está mal. No es, yo no estoy diciendo que el sentimiento como tal esté mal, no somos máquinas. Yo lo que estoy diciendo es que la falta de transparencia en expresar lo que tú sientes, es lo que está mal. Eso no es genuino. Entonces yo cuestiono las amistades que se dicen amistades y que en el fondo no hay una confianza como para ser genuino. ¿Qué tipo de amistad es esa? Si yo no le puedo decir a mi amiga Jennifer, oye, mira, tú estás mal en esto. O mira, Jennifer, yo me siento de esta manera en esto. No es una amistad. Con otra gente sí lo escondo, because they not important enough. Mm -hmm. Hay otra gente que sí yo hago así y digo, ay, que se joda. Pero con una amiga con la que de verdad yo tengo una confianza para decirle, oye, mira, me está sucediendo esto. Si yo estuviera enamorada de cualquiera de mis dos amigas, por supuesto que es mi deber decírselo. Y la falta de transparencia yo lo noto como algo que no, para mí es shady, es shady, es shady. Es shady. Entonces, yo no juzgo que una persona se sienta atraída hacia otra. Yo no juzgo que una persona... Yo lo que la, la, eh, yo respeto una amistad tuya que te venga de frente y te diga, Samantha, yo siento esto por ti. Lo, Oye, mira, me quito el sombrero. Pero una persona que no sea capaz de hacerlo y se diga tu amiga o tu amigo, no. I mean, I, again, no. I agree that that's the best route to go. I do. However, I feel like more important to me than that, that would be the most ideal situation, right? Because then you, you move forward, you move past it. And I think that when you confront things head on, it helps you to do that. Sometimes we let things build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, and they become so much bigger than what they are because we won't just speak to them. But still more important to me is your actions. How are you being with me? How do you treat me? How do I feel when I'm around you? What is our connection, right? And I think that that's everyone's personal decision to make. When I've had people in my life where I feel like, mm, there's something fishy, there's something wrong, that does, there's something that doesn't make me feel comfortable anymore, there's a, a, a loss of trust, then it's my decision, and I have, right? Stepped away and been like, mm, this isn't for me anymore. If somebody else feels like that for any reason... 
that's their prerogative. And I think that's what they should do. That's how we take care of ourselves and make sure that we have healthy, good relationships in our lives. But because someone else feels like, mm, I have the suspicion, I don't think that it's anyone's right to police or make those determinations or decisions for you. Because ultimately, when you're talking about a friendship, you're talking about the relationship that you and one other person have. And from the outside, there may be things that you see that the person doesn't see, but there's also a lot that's happening that you don't see because you're not in it. So when it comes to things like that, I hear you. And I think, yeah, ideally, everyone could just be really straight up about everything so that we don't even have to be in fuzzy or weird things. But for me personally, if I feel like somebody loves me and has my back and cares for me and I feel the same for them, and history has shown that, and years of friendship have shown that, then it's not as big a deal for me, the question of, oh, have they ever had a crush on me? Or, El problema no es ese. El problema es know? la intención con la que la gente lo hace. And I so think that's the same. Mía. That's so the same mía. thing, No, though. it's not the same. You're questioning intentions, and no. I'm saying, until I have a reason to question intentions because of how I feel, then no one else has the reason to question the intentions of the people that I'm in there is no with. such thing there is no such thing as no I lo dije mal hay gente que dice a ninguna mujer le gustan los hombres que son nice a las mujeres le gustan los bad boys no ese no es el problema el problema es que los hombres que usualmente son categorizados como bad boys son sinceros con lo que sienten y no les importa quedar bien ellos, lo que, ellos quedan bien con ellos mismos. That's an interesting definition right? of bad boy. Okay. Bueno, no, pero usualmente la, lo que las mujeres encuentran interesante sobre los bad boys es que ellos son genuinos a sus sentimientos y a las cosas que sienten. Right? Ellos son genuinos a, si quieren algo, they go for it. Si ellos, si, if they like a girl, they'll go for it. If they find, they want a job, they go for it. That's what people find attractive, what, I mean, women usually find attractive about Confident men or confident women if they're in a queer relationship. Esa cosa de que tienen determinación y el coraje de hacer y luchar por lo que quieren. Pero la gente que se esconde detrás de la mascarita del nice guy o del nice amiguito para tener gesto y para ser cariñoso y para eh, mostrarte que, que son un buen partido. Eso no es genuino. Te estás escondiendo detrás de tu amistad para que la persona finalmente se dé cuenta que tú eres una, un buen catch. For some people, I'm sure that that's true. And for other people, And it's, to not. Me it's not. And general. there's no way that as an outsider, anyone can make that determination. Bueno, yo, I think, At the end of the day, I it's think, only going to be that person, yo creo, actually, who yo, really knows. Yo And creo. if that's why you're doing something, then yeah, it's not a genuine friendship. Bueno, tú y yo tenemos en ese punto de vista, punto if de that's vista. why you're doing something, right. if it's just hope with the hope that something's going to happen. Yo creo que yo creo que tú y yo en ese punto de vista tenemos. Eh, yo no digo que todas las amistades que sean, pero sí digo que cuando una persona tiene un interés amoroso detrás de una amistad, eso para mí no es amistad eh, genuina como tal. Es un interés detrás. Yeah, and I think our definition of interés is different because there could be the I'm actually actively pursuing this and hoping on the sidelines that I'm going to have an opportunity and there's another where like I have felt this thing at some point or like, yeah, 
if things had gone down that road, I would have pursued it, but they haven't. And I'm still invested in this friendship because I genuinely care about you as a person. I don't know. Yo lo que creo es que hay mucha gente que se disfraza de detrás de una amistad para obtener otras cosas, detrás de la careta de el nice boy que hago nice things for you para obtener otras cosas. Y ese, ahí es donde viene mi problema en la confianza. No es que tú seas nice porque estás interesado en ti. O supuesto, una persona que esté interesada a ti va a ser nice. El problema es en la transparencia. Una persona que haya sentido o que sienta y que se elija callárselo. ¿Por qué eliges callártelo? Si lo que tú estás sintiendo supuestamente no es malo, ¿por qué te lo callas? ¿Tú sabes por qué se lo callan? Porque saben que van a usar. Es preferible callárselo para seguir enmascarando lo que sienten y, 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 y poder usar la amistad para hacer lo que hacen. Si una persona te dice a ti, yo siento esto por ti, y después te invita a cenar solo, ya tú no vas a ir. Ahora, si una persona no te lo dice, pero te invita a cenar, al final se están saliendo con la suya, que es estar solo contigo e invitarte a cenar, con el pretexto de la amistad. Pero bueno, tú lo quieres ver a tu manera. Tú lo quieres ver a su manera. Tú, tú lo ves a tu manera. Yes, again. I think there are all kinds of people that fall into all different categories, but it is really unfair to feel like, oh, just because you know some people that do that, that automatically you as an outsider can tell somebody else what's genuine. Problema es que not. tú eres muy ingenuo. All right. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Sí. Thanks for tuning in. Gracias. Gracias. Peace out. Seguenos en nuestra página, Latinas en Quarantine, Instagram. Bye.